Today on Blue 58, it's time for a look into the history books. Unique perspectives on Packers history can be hard to find, but thanks to one of our listeners, we've got a chance to hear a little bit about what life was like for the Lombardi-era Packers. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58. I'm your host, John Mirdank, happy to be with you here for another episode. One of my goals for 2022 was to do more interview episodes on Blue 58, and that didn't really come to pass. But I wanted to make sure we hit that goal for 2023, and a Blue 58 listener is actually a big reason that we have been able to get that process started early this year. Around Thanksgiving, uh, Blue 58 listener Mike Kostelnik reached out and asked if I might be interested in speaking with his grandmother, Peggy Kostelnik. Her husband, Ron, had played with the Packers during the Lombardi era, so I said I would definitely be interested, and I'm glad I did, because Peggy was a treat to talk to. She and Ron arrived in Green Bay in 1961, and as a result, they were there for all five of the championships the Packers won under Vince Lombardi. She and I talked briefly about what that was like, how they adjusted to life in Green Bay, and how day-to-day life played out as a member of the Packers family. So why don't you first tell me where you were from prior to marrying Ron? If Were you from the Green Bay area? No, I'm from Cincinnati, and he was from Pennsylvania, but we both went to school at the University of Cincinnati. Okay. And then you end up in Green Bay after he gets picked by the Packers. What were your first impressions of the city? Well, actually, from from day one, we had good experiences there. We arrived and found an apartment, and people across the street became my very good friends. And then the first three years, Ron, well, we would go back to Cincinnati because he studied to get his master's. And then after that, we bought a home on South Fifth Street, and it was a great place to raise children. We're right in front of Colburn Park, and all of the neighbors there were quite, you know, they they were embraced us and we embraced them. What was it like living in Green Bay in the 1960s? I, I think it has a reputation even today as being kind of isolated, certainly very cold. What did you like about it or, or not like about it? Well, I didn't like that cold, I will say that. And I didn't like the pileups of snow as you're coming out your driveway and you couldn't see to the right or the left. And I, I got to say that. But the people I really liked. And the majority of the players bought homes there, as we did, and we helped each other. We were really good friends, and I remain very good friends with many of them today, although many of them are also gone. I wanted to ask you how the Packers played into your experience in Green Bay. What was your relationship like with the Packers through your husband? Oh, we had a really good relationship because every you know, they didn't have agents at that time. And so there wasn't all that moving. So people were there for quite a while. And they were very supportive of one another. Ron's best friend was Henry Jordan. My best friend was Olive Jordan. And and um, I, I can't really, I really can't say anything that would be critical of my experiences there. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Lombardi had everybody to Thanksgiving dinner after the Detroit game every year, and we would dress the children up. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. And I don't know. I would say she had a luncheon for all the wives each year. And she, when I had my third child and I was in the hospital, both she and Coach Lombardi came to visit. They they brought a little um, 
silver rattle from the baby. And my daughter now still has that silver rattle. And Coach Gangston and his wife also came to the hospital. It was that kind of an environment. What were those Thanksgiving dinners like? Uh, things didn't always go the Packers' way. A lot of times Detroit seemed to give the Packers some problems during that era. Was Did any of the what happened in the game carry over into those Thanksgiving dinners ever? Not that I can say because we were so focused on little girls having bows in their hair and, and the little boys being very polite and everybody. <laughs> that I, I would say that the focus at that time was just on being friends and enjoying the day. It does kind of put the game in perspective a little bit because everybody's still got families to come home to regardless of how the game goes. Uh, you mentioned being good friends with uh, Henry Jordan's wife, Olive. What was it right. like to have relationships with other wives or, or people on the team? Uh, how did you maintain those relationships? Well, they, you know, we had no other family there. So it's a crucial point. So we really depended on one another. For any trips to emergency rooms or anything like that, it was always a Packer friend you would call. Um, and for instance, Olive and Ruth Ann Skronsky gave a shower, a baby shower for me when I was having a baby. And we just were very supportive of one another. Oh, and we all watched football games together when the players played out of town. And we rode the train, by the way. Then they had that train service, and so when we'd go to Milwaukee games or Chicago games, we would all ride the train, have breakfast, go to the game, and come home on the team bus. Thinking about Ron's time in Green Bay, what was it like to see him kind of go from, I don't want to say like a, a reserve player, because he, he always was a contributor when he was with the Packers, but he took on a much bigger role the longer he was there in Green Bay. Watching his career grow from the outside, how did how did he kind of weather those first few years where maybe he wasn't quite playing so much to, to growing into a much bigger part of the team? Do you remember you you know Elijah Pitts? Sure. Well, I... his wife his wife Ruth and I just talked about that same subject about how every Monday we would be so worried that they would eat either Elijah or Ron would be traded or cut. I would have to say that day was always hard. Mondays after the game, even even as a, a fairly high draft pick, it was that concerning. Well, yes, that didn't seem to matter. <laughs> your production mattered, not your not not where you were drafted. Sure, sure. Uh, so he grows into a pretty significant contributor. He's uh, a starting player on their their two Super Bowl wins in '66 and '67. What was it like to see that team become? that level because he arrives and they're coming off one of their only sort of missed opportunities under under Lombardi and they reach the highest heights uh, experiencing a Super Bowl win from from the outside looking in what was that time like well that both trips to the Super Bowl uh, the trips were wonderful and I don't think that we were as aware of the history that they were making as, as it became years later, certainly not the ice bowl. When they, when they talk about the ice bowl today, when we were there, we never thought of it as being something that would be a moment in time. It was just day-to-day -day life for you. Right, because I can remember Ron came out and said to me, uh, you're going to have to wear a hunting suit to the game. And I, he got me hand warmers and, and warmers for my feet, and I only had my eyes exposed at the game. 
but it never occurred to us that that particular thing would make history. We just knew we were cold. That was it. <laughs> that, you know, and that we were thrilled when it didn't go into overtime. I'm just glad it was over at that point, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. Now, he didn't finish out his career in Green Bay, played one one season with Baltimore. How did the two situations compare? He surely knew that, you know, maybe this isn't going to go on forever. We got to we got to end the NFL career at some point. But coming to the end there in Baltimore, what was it like transitioning from one team to another? Well, for Ron and myself, that was an actually a good experience for us um, because after that game, we after the games, we would go to Johnny Unitas. If you'll remember, he had a restaurant, and we would go to his restaurant, all the players. So they were, again, very welcoming to us. But the other thing that was nice in Baltimore was we would take the children out of school on Monday, and we went to, because Monday was their day off, so we would go to Gettysburg, and we went to Washington, D.C., Ron's parents lived in Culver, Pennsylvania. We could make that trip whenever there was an extra day or so. So actually, it turned into a very good experience for us. But we knew that that would be the last year. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong here. But something that comes across when I talk to athletes or or families of athletes is, that football is is just a part of their life. I think fans get really caught up with it. We follow, you know, everything that goes on with their team. But uh, for Ron, for you, it, it's a job. Is I mean, it seems like it was an important part of your life. But how do you look back on this time now as as a job that he had, and then went on to do something else, or was it? Does it did it seem big and important? Well, it seemed very big and important. It was. I, I'll tell you a story because it it was so beyond our belief. Ron wanted me to meet his parents when we were in college. So we took the train to Culver, Pennsylvania. So we had to get off in Johnstown. But while we were on the train, unknown to us, that was the draft, the NFL draft. He had no idea that he had been drafted in the second round. So when we got off the train, all these reporters were there. And Coach Bingston was there. And... This is Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So when we were driving into Culver, now Culver is a small mining town, and every house on that street was a relative of Ron's. It was he had his two grandmas, his aunts, uncles, cousins. They were all out on the porch, it, and I had never met his parents before. So that was that just shows you that we weren't even aware of what was going to be ahead of us, and we really loved it. It, it was wonderful. What was your relationship like with football after his playing career ended? Is that something you did you keep close tabs on the Packers? Did you kind of put that behind you? How did you how did you relate to the NFL and football after it was over? Well, I still have season tickets. My family still goes to games because I live in Appleton. Um, and then my uh, my friends, I like I talk to Barbara Gregg often, and my really good friend on the team was Marv Fleming. And he and I talk really on a regular basis so that I have maintained those friendships all all this time. And they're important to me. So I got to ask, if you're a season ticket holder, you keep tabs on the team, what's your read on the situation right now? What do you you like about the Packers? What are you concerned about? (laughs) I'd like to see Jordan Love get a shot at playing. I'm sorry, but I really would. And I'd like to see the young players develop. 
A big thanks to Peggy Kostelnik for giving us just a little bit of her time, and another big thanks to Mike Kostelnik for setting this up. And if there's somebody you'd like to hear me talk to about Packers history or someone who just has a unique story or experience related to the team, I'd love to hear from you. Check out the contact page at thepowersweep.com or give us a shout via email at thepowersweep1959 at gmail.com. In the meantime, that's all I've got for you on this episode of Blue 58. I appreciate you tuning in. I would appreciate it even more if you would take a second and share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. That's going to help more people find the show and get more people involved in this conversation that you and I are having about the Green Bay Packers, which in turn is going to help all of us, me included, become smarter Packers fans. And as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans, and better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I'm your host, John Meerdink. We'll see you next time on Blue 58.